Israel. Welcome to the Give Back Economy, a podcast about social innovation and social enterprise. Now, with your host, Peter Miller. Welcome back, and today we have a very interesting uh, lady who's had a broad range of experiences, and her name is Amelia Lenavu. I hope I haven't mispronounced your name. No worries. It's Emily Lenavu, but no worries. Okay. And where are you located? I'm currently residing in Belleville, Ontario, just uh, close to the Wallbridge Loyalist side. Okay. All right. So let's start off with your academic experience. Where did you go to school and what were some of your favorite subjects? So to take it back all the way uh, to high school, I went to high school in Trenton, Ontario, um, at a French school, Ecole Secondaire Marc Garneau. So I got my bilingual certificate from there, so it was French and English, and then pursued my education um, at Royalist College. So I did three different diplomas there, um, and just was really interested, always from a young age, really interested in the sciences. So my diplomas all... Uh, kind of coincide with that field of study. So the first two were in biotechnology, and then the third was in uh, cannabis applied science. So the uh, natural products uh, grad postgrad certificate that they have here at Loyalist College. Um, and again, yeah, just my interest was always uh, revolving around science. Uh, from a young age, I participated in science fairs, um, and that kind of led me to some of the extracurricular work I did at my time at Loyalist. Um, Firstly, kind of working with the science fair directly, either emceeing or helping with awards or, or helping with, with different registration systems and things like that. And that allowed me to um, work on a role with Let's Talk Science, so different outreach rules. And, and through all those roles and, and the different clubs that I was fortunate enough to participate with at Loyalist is really where I kind of gained a sense for social impact. Um, and now I'm currently in my um, last year of my Bachelor's of Technology doing that online, given our current climate, um, not to bring um, all things COVID into the mix. Uh, but, yeah, that's kind of the, the overview of my education. Okay, it sounds like you had fun. And uh, I think you found it hard to leave uh, your schooling and enter the workforce. Yeah, absolutely. You could, yeah, absolutely. You could definitely say that. I could, I would even take it a step further and say that once I entered the workforce, I ended up going back to Loyalist and then entered again and then now still back in schooling. So it's definitely um, lots of ebb and flows when it comes to kind of returning and, and, and slipping back and forth, but, but always kind of in two lanes, if you will. <laughs> Did any of the professors have an impact on what you were doing? Absolutely. I had, I was really, really fortunate at Loyalist College to have some, some really fantastic professors. Um, one of the professors I always, um, I'm really thankful for um, with my professor, actually only in first year, I unfortunately didn't have her in other years because she was more focused on the environmental and chem, chemical engineering side of things curriculum wise. Um, and I was in biotechnology, but Susan Deans was a really great um, impact for myself, both from um, just personally from mental health 
health standpoint to a whole um, kind of plethora of projects that we were able to work on together outside of school. She was a really great mentor, um, as well as um, plenty of other um, professors and, and different club leaders. Um, and yeah, I was just, I was very, very, very thankful for all of the opportunities um, for mentorship that I had at Loyalist. Okay, so now reluctantly you leave college and what happens next? So I left um, the first time in 2018. Um, I was not at Loyalist College for my second diploma, the Advanced Biotechnology uh, Advanced Diploma. And then I went to a plastics company to work in um, kind of more of the environmental side of things, but to also kind of just work in, in the agricultural space to, to apply my biotech knowledge there. Um, and then Loyalist announced uh, the first ever in Canada uh, postgraduate Canada Supplied Science Program. And I wanted to jump on the opportunity to go back to the institution, obviously feeling a little bit of comfort there, but but also just really wanting to innovate and be a part of this, this new industry. So I ended up leaving uh, my position in the plastics industry and went back uh, to Loyalist. From there, I've done a lot of freelancing, so um, kind of became more entrepreneurial um, to allow myself to continue those studies, both in that natural products postgrad as well as currently in my Bachelor of Technology through Memorial University, again, doing that online. So just being a little bit more entrepreneurial in my career has allowed me to pick up different summer contracts, for example, on a more full-time basis, and then um, still kind of pursue my education either on a full-time or part-time basis as I navigate different social enterprises. So a lady by the name of Mary Doyle recommends you as a real innovator, a social innovator. So it's not just limited to academic. You're also very uh, strong and passionate about social innovation. Can you talk about that a little bit? Absolutely, yes. No, and I really appreciate uh, Mary's kind words. Um, just for some one of the clubs that I participated um, in at Loyalist was the Enactus Club. So Enactus is an entrepreneurial club that looks to give back uh, socially, economically, and environmentally. And I, I met her through that, through Stern Up Canada, through that ecosystem. Um, and through that, that kind of ecosystem of, of both Enactus and Startup is really where I was first immersed in the social innovation space. And, and I always think I had um, a little bit of, of social enterprise or social entrepreneurship as part of myself. I just didn't really realize it was there. didn't really have the definition for it, if you will, in that I was never really immersed in a very entrepreneurial space, even if, even if my projects were um, at their core. So through, again, that ecosystem of entrepreneurial studies, both through Loyalist um, and through different ecosystems, I was really kind of taken aback and, and realized just how fantastic um, how fantastic it is that we do have ecosystems that are working on giving back both socially and environmentally in all of their business while still obviously being profitable and, and at the end of the day making sure that, that all of their employees are getting paid and, and all of that stuff economically, but really driving home that piece of social enterprise and, and really giving back whether it be for people or for the planet and, and really just realizing that business obviously is key and it's really important especially in our uncertain times 
but it's not as important as the people around us nor the planet that that house those people right so I think it's just it's something that's always been at my core but I've never really again been able to to define define that social impact piece until I was immersed in this ecosystem um, through Mary Joyle and through uh, an active Canada so so yeah so it's it's kind of an it was a really interesting time for me around 2018 2019 where I, I sort of opened my eyes to, to a different world and realized that in the entrepreneurial space, I was then able to align myself solely to clients that were either giving back in a social way, an environmental way, or, or just in, in, in some way beyond their, their profit. So having said that, besides your academic experience that you're doing now, mm-hmm. what else are you doing today? Mm-hmm. So I think one of the things I'm most passionate about uh, right now is I'm doing an internship through Queen's University through their Innovation Centre. And and what I'm most passionate about um, right now in in terms of my work is the Positivity Project. And that's an e-commerce platform that currently aims to spread positivity across the globe, one card at a time. The idea behind it being a greeting card uh, company that uses a robotic arm to really allow customers to completely fulfill their cards online not having to go to the store and really saving all of their time to just writing a meaningful and impactful message especially in these uncertain times I think it's it's really imperative that that as businesses we're, we're finding ways to reach our, our customer base and, and and allowing them to reach out to their loved ones and to their network so I'm really really passionate about that enterprise and I'm one of three co-founders of the positivity project as well as the marketing director um, with that I'm also part of again the Queen's Innovation centers ecosystem so a lot of really great projects that are going on and ventures going on through that separate of that I also am working part-time at the small social company that's based in Napanee Ontario that I'll be continuing with them full-time in the fall Um, and really really excited about that opportunity because it is very entrepreneurial but um, one thing that makes me really excited about um, being an entrepreneur while still being an entrepreneur in other facets is it allows me to really hone in on my skills and learn so much from from a different ecosystem and bring it back to the entrepreneurial space Uh, so that's again in the marketing field Um, and and I do have a bunch of other things going on kind of in either the non-for-profit space, um, but I won't give you the full list, but maybe just some of the fun ones or, or some of my favorites, again, are, are that the science there. I'm still on that board. Um, I'm on the Center for Workforce and Development board. Lots of exciting work uh, through that, as well as doing a little bit of um, mental health work as well as a speaker for Jack.org. Really, really important to me to give back to the mental health space. And then lastly, something that um, kind of just popped up, if you will, is I am starting my career kind of in the political realm as well. So I am currently um, a communications chair for our federal writing association for our current um, MP. And then on the provincial level, um, I am currently seeking the nomination for the Ontario Liberal Party in my riding, which is the Bay of Quinty. So lots of fun things going on and I'm really excited to see what happens from here to 2022. Why politics? Good question. I think politics have been something um, that's always been on my radar, if you will, in that even from a very young age, like I remember 
being in grade three and in, in, in like geography or um, social sciences class and just learning about politics, learning about, um, I mean, at the time, I think Dalton McGinty was our premier um, and just learning about his role and, and all of the things um, that, that our government does. And I, I think it's something that was always of interest to me and something that I always felt that my skill set would perhaps um, coincide well with, but I never really saw the path of, well, what is the job description? What is the path to become a politician, if you will? Because I think um, being a young um, woman in science, it is sometimes maybe a little bit cumbersome to kind of figure out how to navigate the political realm. But over the course of the last few years, working with my networks as an entrepreneur, I've been really fortunate to also work with a variety of politicians and and really kind of um, get to see both sides. So get to see what's currently on different politicians' minds, what different um, private members bills, for example, people are looking to pass, but then also seeing the flip side of that. So seeing through my clients, through um, my marketing clients, being able to see at the grassroots what they need and maybe the gaps um, that are figured between those two groups. And I think that's where hopefully I can step in and, and really hopefully bridge those gaps and start seeing um, the services that, that people need to see, but but also just seeing everyone work a little bit more cohesively is is what I would love to see. So, so yeah, I think for me um, to kind of, yeah, to answer why politics is first and foremost I think um, we need more youth in politics we need more youth and I, I think I would I would be able to to be that face while still be able still being able to to kind of bridge the gap between between other demographics as well so yeah I'm really excited I'm really really excited so do you think from your experience do you think politicians understand entrepreneurs and social enterprises uh, to be honest, I think in in any industry, it's it's always uh, kind of a mixed uh, a mixed scenario of, of a variety of different opinions. I I would say in my experience, I have had some frustrations dealing with politicians that might not see things entrepreneurially. Um, but might see things socially. Whereas um, in other cases, complete opposite. Whereas some politicians might see um, things very well in, in kind of a social aspect or, or might understand the social realm very well, but might not understand the economics um, quite as well. So I would say what I'm hoping to provide is is kind of uh, a good opinion or a, a good kind of networked opinion, if you will, or an opinion of my networks in both of those realms. Um, because again, like I wouldn't say that that politicians as a whole might not understand social aspects or economic aspects. I just think that oftentimes politicians either excel in one or the other, but but it's it's a little bit more rare to see them excel in both. So I'm hoping that that's where I can provide a difference. Well, as a 45-year-old uh, up-and-coming politician, which is not the case, I know you're much younger, <laughs> and I don't know whether I should ask your age or not. <laughs> Well, I will gladly provide it so you don't have to ask it. I just turned 23 at the beginning of the month. So, yeah, a little bit younger than what one might assume for an up-and-coming politician. <laughs> yeah, but by the time you're 26, you can be prime minister. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And it's definitely, definitely not outside of the goals. <laughs> so three years from now, where do you see yourself? Do you see yourself in politics? Do you see yourself in business? Do you see yourself in social enterprise? I know it's not a very easy question, but 
It's always fun mm-hmm. to ask it. Mm-hmm. Well, if I if I can, I might answer your question a little bit vaguely um, in that I think it's a mix of all three, to be honest. And I realize that doesn't quite uh, kind of uh, pinpoint any specific specific answer for you, but but for for myself, I think it's it's really just giving back to my community in whatever position is the most appropriate at the time. So whether that be in Queens Park, whether that be here on Municipal Council, should uh, should that be a potential avenue and should I get elected, whether it be continuing with all of my clients, which I hope to do regardless of what happens politically, because I think that's really important and it's something I've discussed um, with a lot of political advisors and, and something that can 100% still be done. So still um, working as a politician and still giving back to social enterprises as an entrepreneur. So yeah, to, not to give you a vague answer, but, but I think it's a mix of all three for me. Well, I, I think what I'm hearing is you're very big on learning and it doesn't matter what role that you go into, you will do continuous learning. Yeah, I think that that definitely um, resonates with me 100%. Yes, thank you. And uh, so what's your next step uh, academically? So academically, I think for right now, I will probably be done this year um, and kind of just waiting off uh, a little bit longer and, and just doing a little bit more of community learning to tie it back to that before jumping back into the academic realm. That being said, a master's degree um, is definitely on my radar, but not overly pressing at the moment. Okay. Do you get any support from your family? I definitely get a lot um, of support from my family just in terms of running ideas from them, being able to just communicate with them openly in terms of what my thoughts are, in terms of campaigning, in terms of just grilling me with questions, having healthy debates and things like that. So, yeah, I definitely would say I get a lot of emotional support from my family. Terrific. So the next step is for this fall is besides your academic what is your next business venture that you're going to be involved in so right now i'm currently involved in the positivity project which is the venture um, that i co-founded this summer with two other individuals and then i'm also involved in a fantastic community venture called webs community uh, that gives back to a facet of different um, individuals. For example, um, individuals in, um, who experience homelessness, we have a campaign called 20K Sock Day, where last year we raised 67,000 pairs of socks, so still hoping to continue on with that campaign. And then my main um, my main job, if you will, or my main thing entrepreneurially will be this small social company, so that's my full-time um, marketing job that, uh, again, is very entrepreneurial, and that is in Napanee, Ontario. Oh, that's very exciting. Well, we've had a, a great opportunity to explore with a seasoned social innovator at a very early age who's going to change the world as she grows and she continues her education and experience. So... Thank you very much, Emily, for joining us today. And we look forward to seeing your name in the headlines or in the House of Commons. 
Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. I, I appreciate those kind words, and, and thank you for having me today. It's been it's been a great a great installment. Thank you.